When the mind and spirit are in harmony, happiness is the natural result. Deepak Chopra. Hello. So what are you thinking? You're listening to the Healthy Mind, Healthy Self Show. I'm your host, Martha Alvarez, psychotherapist and life coach. And this is a place for you to explore your thoughts, emotions, and behaviors so that you can make more mindful choices, achieve those things that you so desire. So tune in and enjoy. Hi there, welcome to today's episode where I'm going to be talking about how to work with your emotions, your mind, and your body. I'm actually going to throw the spirit in there because I think it's uber important that you tend to your spirit, especially when you're looking to be more resilient. Anyhow, they're all connected, your emotions, your mind, your body, your spirit, every part of you. And I think that if we actually notice where you're spending most of your awareness, a lot of you might find that a lot of your awareness is going to your thoughts. And then others might find that you have an increased awareness in your actual body. None of it is good or bad. It's just noticing where you're at, where you're spending most of your time. And I'm hopefully going to influence you to check in with all your parts. So we'll start off with your brain. It's able to think and feel and perceive information from your surroundings. And that's usually pulled from your conscious and your unconscious selves, your past experiences. Some studies say that your brain thinks about this up to 80% of the time. It's actually scanning to see what's going on, to predict the future, to predict future events, how it's going to respond, where it needs to make adjustments. And while you can't really control that part of it, the constant scanning, you can control what it is that you pay attention to, which thus will regulate both how it's showing up emotionally in your body and how you're dealing with it on a physical level. We tend to spend a lot of times in our head as humans. That means thinking. And I think you've probably heard me before say that you can't believe all your thoughts. Sometimes they're random. They just pop in there. And it's our job to discriminate and kind of get rid of those that are not serving us and then allow those that are there to help us in some manner. When our body becomes disconnected from our mind, we are not paying attention to the cues that our body is trying to tell us that's going to help us make that shift, that shift in our thoughts, in our emotions. So it's our job to integrate all of these. So I want you to notice where you're at yourself physically now. Do you feel more your mind? Do you feel more your body and emotion, your spirit? So that's kind of what we're going to work with today, talking about how your emotions are connected to the rest of you, how to identify them, how to get the awareness piece in there, and then how to make those adjustments. And you want to learn how to do this, read your cues, your body, your emotions, your thoughts, so that you can create this new awareness so that you can take the action, make the adjustments necessary so that you can heal, so that you can feel optimal. 
So how does your physical health affect your emotions? For example, I'm sure if you've ever had a cold, maybe you've had a flu, not only are you probably feeling crummy physically, but emotionally you might feel depleted, you might feel sad, you might feel frustrated. Uh, For the ladies out there, if you've struggled with hormones, maybe you have PMS or menopause, you know the shifts that that can cause emotionally, the up and down, feeling all sorts of emotions all over the place. And for those of you that have struggled with chronic illness, you know the emotional aspect of that is often one of the most difficult parts to overcome, not only the physical treatments, but the emotional aspects to change how you feel, what you're thinking. And in this respect, I think that spirit comes into play because it's what gives you that hope, that courage to move beyond, to do something different, to hang in there, to look at new possibilities. On the flip side, if you're physically well, if you feel strong, you're healthy, you're exercising, you're eating right, you're more likely to feel better emotionally than if you're not. A lot of that has to do with the way your hormones and your neurotransmitters send information, how much of that is pumped out and received. And I think that when we're feeling good is also a good time for us to really work on increasing our awareness of our emotions. Those people that manage their emotions and they allow them to process and release, they're going to have a much higher probability of living a longer, healthier life. And I think that while we're on this earth, that's probably a goal for most of us to live a healthy life, uh, a life of service, to feel good, to expand and to grow. And now to really raise the bar a bit, I have to mention the spirit. Our spirit is our belief, our connection. And some people might associate that with religion or the universe or source. Some other people might think of spirit and be able to make that association with art or music or meditation, or even nature. Spirit is about connection. It's where we find meaning in life. It's where we find hope and solace, where we find courage and faith and strength and love and ultimately inner peace. So spirit is definitely part of the work that comes with making adjustments with your mind and your body. It kind of helps you navigate the twists and turns of life. So when we start to create awareness, we start by noticing our emotions. What is it that we are feeling? And then we kind of tune into our body and say, okay, where is that located in our body? Or you could do it the other way around. You might notice a physical feeling, something in your body, and ask yourself, well, how am I feeling emotionally, and how does that correlate in my body? To make adjustments in your thoughts, in your moods, definitely you must notice your emotions. Let's start with anger. If any of you have ever experienced anger, which I'm sure that you all have, you know that anger can feel closed, tense. You know that your breathing changes when you're angry. You can have an increased 
breathing, rapid heartbeat. You might even feel fired up. And then if I was to ask you, where does anger live in your body? If you were to scan your body, where would it live? Let's talk about scanning for a second. This is the practice where you kind of choose consciously to go through your entire body. I like starting from my toes, moving up to my legs, up through my torso and in through my head and noticing the sensations. Is there tension? Is it feeling at ease? Is there any different temperatures? And when you do that, you're going to notice in comparison to some other body parts, some differences. So for anger, for example, some people might feel anger in their neck, in their shoulders, in their head, in their tummy, in their heart. Where do you feel anger? What about when you're feeling sad or depressed? Often you can associate that with a feeling of heaviness, of being tired. Maybe you're walking slow. Maybe you're very lethargic. Where does that live in your body? Does it live in your heart? Does it live in your womb? Where does it live? What about anxiousness when you're feeling fidgety and nervous and maybe your breathing is a little bit shallow and quicker and perhaps your neck muscles feel tighter? Where does anxiety live or nervousness? You might've felt that when you feel butterflies in your stomach. Sometimes you can feel a little nauseated when you're nervous. Your palms can get sweaty. But what about happy? Where do you feel energized but relaxed and at ease? When you're happy, your breath might be slower. You might breathe a little deeper. And you could almost feel an extended smile radiate through your entire body. Getting acquainted with your emotions and how they correlate to your body is the first step. And using that body scan is a great exercise. I think some people find it difficult at first, but the more you practice it, the better you're going to get at it. Basically putting your attention to different parts in your body and just noticing what they feel like. You can start from your head. You can start from your toes. Either way, it works. Just go through all your body parts and notice if there's any shift, any difference in anything. And then ask yourself, what am I feeling? Okay, so that's the first thing. Where is the emotion located in your body? I want you to also ask, what is it? that I need to do in order to release this emotion from this body part. Sometimes that could be something physical, such as stretching or exercising or even jumping up and down or uh, getting a massage or maybe just um, patting the area or stroking that area. Sometimes you can do it best with your breath. I need my breath in order to release that emotion. And there's so many breathing techniques that can change the way that you feel, that can soothe you, that could excite you. So you have to get familiar with what works for you, what you're more comfortable using, and then integrate that as part of the healing 
when it comes to healing your mind and your body together. One quick way that I find very useful is by changing my posture and by stretching. By stretching, and you know, yoga is great for all of this. If you think of it, it does all of it all together. By stretching, you're increasing the flow, the flow of energy, the flow of your blood through your body. And when things get stuck, they stagnate, they kind of form kinks. So you want to make sure everything's like a smooth, it's like a freeway with no bumper to bumper traffic or something. And you can do that with your breath by actually stretching, expanding. It's a really easy practice to do. So I think that there's many ways that we can approach this whole topic of how to work with your emotions, your mind, and your body. But the most important takeaway for you today is to create awareness. Figure out what it is that you're feeling. Where am I storing it? What does it need in order for me to release it? Sometimes it's going to include a physical component. Sometimes it's going to be changing my perception of something. Whatever it is, you work with that piece. And then you keep asking yourself these questions until it kind of just goes away. Sometimes you're going to have to do more than one round of breathing or stretching or exercise or soothing in whatever way you do. I want to remind you that your thoughts just, they can be really tricky and you don't have to buy into every thought that you get. A lot of them are false. A lot of them are there you know, based from the past or, or stories you've been telling yourself. And because of these thoughts, it's going to definitely influence your emotions, what you're feeling. It's going to elicit those feelings. And you do have the power to interrupt that whole circuit by changing your perception, by either leaning into that thought or getting rid of it, by changing your physical state, by activating it or by calming it down. And definitely by working with your spirit, calling into that bigger sense of wonder, of certainty, of trust, of faith. Another tip that I have for you is to always remember that we are meant to connect. And often when we're feeling very strong feelings, what we're feeling actually is a sense of disconnection, either disconnection from self, disconnection from community, disconnection from source. So think about that one for a little bit. I actually have so much more that I can share with you on this topic, and I probably will on other episodes. But today, I hope that you found this useful to get you started to notice, to be more mindful of how the mind and the body connect and what you can do to actually start healing and feeling optimal. All right, my friends, that's what I got for you today. Until the next time, I hope you think well and be well. Talk to you soon. One more thing. Thanks for listening to my Perfectly Imperfect show. Keep in mind that I'm sharing thoughts and experiences, and the information on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health or medical professional. If you have a moment to leave a rating or a review, that would be great. It's a way of sharing so that more people can find the show and start making some small shifts. <laughs>